Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's get into some more buys. I have one more buy that I want to talk about, and that's Devin Singletary. Uh, his usage was upgraded over the past couple weeks, uh, upgraded to 75% and 86% snaps each of the last two games. Uh, and then he was also upgraded to 80% rap participation last week. That's more than Kyle Pitts, by the way, that's more than Gerald Everett, by the way, <laughs> the guys that we've been talking about, but he's caught 13 of 16 targets over the last two weeks. So if you're in need of an RB two with upside, you know, they're not using James Cook right now. They're not using the other dude, Zach Moss at all so if you need rb2 i think he's something that you can acquire on the cheap because he didn't go crazy with the fantasy points in week four but the usage was there right i think that's a good good call um i think you could get him cheap too because the name value is not like tremendous you know we've seen him do this in in years past you know where he has a week or two two consecutive good weeks and people you know overreact to it and then they get burnt because you know he wasn't getting the usage that he was getting now and this looks kind of like that situation because he opened with two duds and now he had, what was it, like 24 PPR points against Miami in week three. And then a pretty good week as far as usage goes this past week. Um, things seem to be changing. They seem to be more confident with Devin Singletary. We talked about this and I think it was two episodes ago. Um, we talked about Devin Singletary maybe being earning more trust from the coaching staff. You know, we said he was pretty notoriously bad last season on yards, at, yards per route run. And this season he's improved that. Uh, he he looks like a different running back, and it seems like the offense is running a little bit more through him than we anticipated it. So, yeah, I think you could capitalize on that by trading for him right now. Another guy I had as a, as a, as a, as a buy is Brees Hall. You know, he continues to be a buy. And if you bought him last week, great. But you have another opportunity here because his blow-up game is going to come. His usage continues to rise. He got even better for uh, – he. the good thing is that he's continuing to be targeted right uh from a different quarterback so zach wilson yeah. coming in uh still was being targeted he was being targeted by you know by a good margin over these other guys so for the year he's been targeted on 30 percent of his routes uh you know and a lot of us thought that you know michael carter was going to be their passing down guy but Brees hall had a really good pass catching profile coming into the year his target share as a running back was up there um so you know it's been legit so 19 percent target share from Zach Wilson. That's only behind Garrett Wilson. And it was the same target share. He had the same amount of targets as Corey Davis. 
<laughs> yeah, or close to it at least. So, um, Brees Hall is somebody that you know he has the talent profile to absolutely explode and be a potential RB one down the stretch. So, if you're four and zero, if you're three and one, especially, I'm going to be giving up some assets to get Brees Hall right now. Yeah, I think that's a really good call. And we've said about Brees Hall. I think we're going on three weeks now saying Brees Hall's a buy. Um, you look, I, I'm looking at his you know rushing stats right now. His volume went up big last week. Um, compared to what he had the first three weeks. So you want to talk about usage? Yeah, this guy's usage is going to be legit. It's going to continue to be that way. And the thing that really stands out to me, like you said, is we switch quarterbacks and it's the exact same production, if not better usage, you know, than when Joe Flacco was in there because Joe Flacco was dropping back and throwing the ball 50 times. Now they don't have to do that. Now they can rely a little bit on the run game. And we're going to see more of Brees Hall on the in the run game, I think, um, and in the pass game too. But it's going to balance out his you know, volume a little bit more. He's not so dependent on targets anymore. Um, we saw he got 17 carries against Pittsburgh, so it's good for him. Um, it's only up from here. And like you said, if, you, if you're in good shape already, you know, he'd be a nice add for your team if you can get him. Even if he's going to be like a flex guy, you know, having a Brees Hall, he's pretty much the RB1 there at this point over Michael Carter. Yeah, definitely the RB1 right now uh, and the clear RB1 right now. And yeah. I would, I know, you know, this Jets offense is going to take a, like, it, it's already one of the best Jets offenses we've seen over the past couple of years. Uh, yeah. And I think it's going to get better. You know, I think Garrett Wilson coming into his own, Elijah Moore hasn't even been able to kind of do his thing this year. Um, I think it's going to happen. You know, at some point, this Jets offense is going to be able to break through. The offensive line is decent enough to get it done as well. So Brees Hall, you know, I think there's going to be plenty of goal line opportunities for him too moving forward. Yeah. Um, let's get into a couple of questions here uh, in the chat right here. So Jacob's asking, should I drop Garrett Wilson for Singletary? I'm very strong at wide receiver, so I'm a weaker at running back. I would be looking to trade Garrett Wilson, man. I, I yeah. think you can get some value out of him. I think he's like a top, I don't know, what would you say, a top 27, 28 wide receiver for fantasy right now? Like yeah. he's really top up there. 30. Yeah, top 30. Yeah, he would get I don't know what, where I got 26, 27 from. Uh, but yeah, top 30 wide receiver right now. Um, and I would be looking to trade him. Yeah. You know, maybe what you can do is if you're looking for a, a bench spot and uh, Singletary is available in your waiver wire, like what's going on? Like, is that what's going on? Or are you trading it? Maybe you mean you want to trade him. Um, so, yeah. OK, uh, let's say this is a trade. Mm -hmm. We're talking about trades here, right? And this situation is not going to be applicable for anybody to be able to drop guys like this and pick up guys like this. So let's assume trade. Um, would you trade Gary Wilson for Singletary right now? I think I would if you really need that running back. If you're very, it seems like you, you're, you're, you literally said you're very strong at wide receiver and some are weak at running back. I think I would make this move. But just understand that okay. Garrett Wilson has really high upside. Singletary, his role can change at any moment, right? So mm -hmm. a little bit of a little bit of a flimsy, you know, RB two right now. However, yeah. the utilization has been strong over the past couple of weeks. Garrett Wilson, extremely strong talent profile. So yeah. he could he could blow up at some point this year. Uh, we saw you know what happened a couple of weeks ago where he was the, the hottest waiver wire ad yeah. for a reason. But yeah, if you so need a running back, I think I would do it. In a vacuum, I'd say no, you know. But then you say about he says he's very strong at wide receiver, then maybe I would consider it. I'm still higher on Garrett Wilson than I am Singletary. You know, he's had a yeah. couple iffy weeks. After, we saw his ceiling flash. Was it week two? So I don't want to take that away from him. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. He's had two eh, weeks these past two weeks. I I'm looking for him to get back or at least closer to what we saw in week two. Um, I, I think that Wilson is a better asset for me in my mind over Singletary. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Um, let's see. 
let's see here. I have Zap OG. Oh, you know what? We already okay. You know what, Zap? I, I pinned your question. We already answered one of your questions, but it's your lucky day. Okay, we, we won't spend too much time on it. I have Jamar. I have CD. I have Mike Williams. I'm struggling at running back. Should I trade CD away for a running back? The obvious trade away here is Mike Williams, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I wouldn't trade CD Lamb right now. The Cowboys offense, it should be on the upswing, assuming Dak Prescott comes back relatively soon. And even with Dak Prescott out, Cooper Rush has proven that he can help CD to produce at least serviceably. Um, I think he's been better than serviceable these past two weeks. But yeah, if I'm picking between those three, I would trade away Mike Williams for a running back. CD has proved over the first four weeks that he is a high target share earner, an elite target share earner this year. Yeah. Um, he's an elite wide receiver at this point. Mike Williams is not. So I would go ahead and after that big week Mike Williams just had, sell high. Definitely. That's a good question. Let's see. We got another trade question here from Donnie Ramazani. Donnie Ramazani. What are, these these names are amazing, man. Right. I love it. Uh, how should I trade Deontay for Curtis? Hey, should I trade Deontay Johnson for Curtis Samuel? Uh, the, so he already has Donnie. Already has Garrett Wilson. He has Brandon Ayuk, and he has Dubs. Um. Oh no. Okay. So he, okay. Here we go. Sorry, I should have read this question before I, I read it out loud. So. He's gonna. He wants to trade Deontay Johnson plus one of these guys for Curtis Samuel. That's what he's trying to do. So he he wants to trade Deontay plus Garrett Wilson, Deontay plus Ayuk, or Deontay plus Dubs for Curtis Samuel. And I understand wanting to do that uh, because Deontay hasn't done his thing. I wouldn't be surprised if Deontay Johnson becomes better with Kenny Pickett. I don't think all eyes should be only on George Pickens here. I think Deontay Johnson. He's one of those guys who has proved that he's going to earn a high target share. So it's possible that Deontay Johnson over the next couple of weeks ends up being a better commodity, a better asset than Curtis Samuel. I wouldn't be surprised. However, Curtis Samuel, he's going to be fine. J- Dotson's hurt right now. More targets available for Curtis Samuel. I'm okay with it. If, if I can get rid of Deontay plus Ayuk, that would be ideal. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would do Deontay plus Garrett Wilson for Curtis Samuel or Deontay plus Dubs for Curtis Samuel. Are you okay with trading one of those guys with Deontay for Curtis? Yeah, only Ayuk at this only point. Ayuk. You know, we, we saw Dubs. Uh, if you watch the press conference after the game against the Patriots, Aaron Rodgers said that he openly came out and said, yeah, I have a little bit of trust for Romeo Dubs. That's what we're mm-hmm. looking for. So if yep. Aaron Rodgers trusts him, he's going to get his target share. Dubs is looking like the um, steal right now that we're talking about as a Packers receiver. Um, and Garrett Wilson, we just talked about it. You know, his ceiling is there, definitely. He's... At this point, the wide receiver won for the Jets. I mean, until Elijah Moore comes out and actually produces, you know, Garrett Wilson's that guy. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As 
former Sports Center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I'm looking to sell Miles Sanders right now. 27 mm-hmm. carry game for him. Uh, I think that's an outlier. Um, the Eagles are are not going to be a run heavy team for most of the season. They were run heavy last. They were run heavy last week because of the fact that the pass game, you know, couldn't really get going in that weather that Philly had. So you know, I take advantage of this big game Sanders just had. Two touchdowns, more than 100 yards. I would try to take advantage of this. This is not the Miles Sanders that we're used to. And we know that the Eagles like to, we know the Eagles want to be pass heavy as we've seen over the first three weeks of the season. I think that that's what they would, I think that's what they would have liked to do in this game if the weather conditions permitted it for it to happen. Uh, So listen, I don't want to hope that Miles Sanders continues this, right? Because whenever you do hope that Miles Sanders is going to continue good production, it doesn't really work out so well. So if you can package Miles Sanders up right now, Trade him away, grab a bit, uh, grab a better asset, uh, and take advantage of that high value that he has right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm with it. You know, you look at the volume. You say is 27 carries an outlier for Miles Sanders by his standards that he set through his career? Yes, it is. He's had before this game. It's now five games over 20 carries in his five year career, and each year he's had one game over 20 carries or 20 carries even. So don't expect this volume to stick around. He's still in the Eagles. Kenneth Gainwell is still there. Boston Scott is still there. And it's going to be a pass-first offense. You have to take into account that, you know, outside of the beginning of the game, the Eagles were in a positive game script in just like a mess of weather. You know, the remnants of Hurricane Ian. That's what they were playing. That's what they were playing. And so this isn't going to stick around, this volume. Um, this I, That I can say with confidence. I'm not saying that Miles Sanders isn't talented. If he got that kind of workload, you know, we see that he can produce, but he's just never going to get that because he's on the Eagles and they have other running backs. They've been pretty committed to a committee approach um, the whole time he's been there. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, Boston Scott wasn't in this game. So it is possible that, you know, if Boston Scott was there, the split might have been a little bit more distributed. Very possible. We don't know that for sure, but... You know, Boston Scott has been their primary short yardage back. Maybe not goal line back, but most short, short yardage situations, Boston Scott was actually on the field. So something to keep in mind. Yeah. All right. Um, guess who else I'm selling? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> I'm selling Clyde Edwards Hilaire, dude. Uh, listen, he's on pace for 21 touchdowns this year on only 229 touches. Okay. And I'm going to give you a little bit of context. Okay. Austin Eckler. He scored 20 touchdowns last year on 276 touches. And we were expecting a little bit of a regression there too, right? Mm-hmm. That was considered uber efficient. And when you talk about their talent levels, I don't think Clyde edwards Slayer is anywhere close to the talent level than Austin Eckler is, okay? So I, I understand, you know, that you want to keep Clyde edwards Slayer because he's been producing. And I, and I also understand that people are like, hey, man, like no one's ever going to buy Clyde edwards Slayer. Like everybody knows that he's a sell high. Like, Okay, so package him up. Don't don't try to buy, you know, like Jonathan Taylor with Clyde Edwards Hilaire one for one. Like that's not gonna work. 
Like, don't try to buy Christian McCaffrey or Joe Mixon with just Clyde Edwards Hilaire. No. Like, acknowledge the fact that he's a buy, sell high, but add to it, add a legitimate piece to Clyde Edwards Hilaire and package him up for a better player. Like, Joe Mixon, on Joe Mixon, who, you know, ha- is getting a shit ton of volume, right? Mm-hmm. Has been inefficient. That's okay, though, because the volume has been crazy. It's going to stay there. Right, it's not like they're going to bring in Samaji Pirine to start, you know, taking stuff, taking significant work away from him. So, you know, package Clyde with Hilaire, put in a good wide receiver too. Like for example, uh, Curtis Samuel, someone is struggling at wide receiver, right? Curtis Samuel plus Clyde Clyde with Hilaire, can that give you a good running back? Probably. No. Can you combine Clyde with Hilaire and Drake London? Probably. Can you combine Clyde with Hilaire and I don't know, pick another towel Lockett? You know what I'm saying? It's you could do it. Like yeah. you could get an upgrade at running back by you know trading off of these you know wide receiver two, low and wide receiver two type of guys uh, to upgrade. Maybe not Joe Mixon, but maybe you can upgrade to a good running back. You know, I'd rather have guys like Damian Pierce, right? I'd rather mm-hmm. have guys like you know James Robinson. Like I'd rather have those guys than Clyde Edwards-Helaire, despite the fact that he's been going crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And, you know, we've been pounding the table on selling Clyde Edwards Hiller, <laughs> I think, since like week two, something like that. You know, we saw yeah. his first performance. It was like, time is so high. And then he just continued producing. This is like the ideal sell situation because we know what his MO has been um, heading into the season. Before the season, he wasn't viewed as like a fantasy starting running back. But now suddenly he's putting up those types of numbers. Like I said, it's the ideal sell situation because even while he's sitting on your roster, if you haven't been able to convince other people to buy him, you know, He's still putting up points for you. If you have to throw him in your lineup in a pinch, you're probably starting him after all this production. You can ride out this hot streak that he's been on. As long as the offense is clicking, he's going to produce. And we can ride that out as long as we want. So there's really no pressure for you to sell him. And every week, his value just keeps going up. You know, he's like the ideal sell piece right now. I'm with you, man. Who who else are you selling? Okay, so one guy, he had a big game this, this past week. And I, it was a product of the game that he was in, and it's Rashad Penny. You might have a hard time letting go of him after 150 yards and two touchdowns. He looked like he turned back the clock to last season when he was just taking defenses and tearing them up. But when you look at that production in context, it's much less appealing than it is at just a glance. You know, you look at his sleeper uh, game logs. You have to consider the Lions were statistically the worst defense in the league. And it was just like we talked about this game just being fantasy gold. He's not going to be rushing into that each week. And definitely not next week against the Saints and other opponents beyond. I'm looking at his usage, which was relatively on par with what he had seen leading up to the game against Detroit. Across his first three games, he averaged 12 opportunities. And then he racked up just 18 opportunities in week four. Um, He managed to double his yardage total for the season with those opportunities in one shot. He also took two long runs in for touchdowns. So if he doesn't take, say he gets one of those runs down to the goal line, he gets tackled like short instead of a touchdown. You know, we're looking at a six-point swing, and he's looking 22 points as opposed to 28 that he got this season. He did that twice, like I said, with two long touchdowns. Seattle's offense is better, but I don't think it's enough to expect Penny's workload to continue to produce RB1 finishes like we got last week, especially like we said with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, Geno Smith throwing the ball there. It seems like they've upgraded the offense from the one that sustained Rashad Penny at the end of the season last season. I'll say this. like I think over the past couple of weeks, because of the offense's pace moving, you know, get, getting up there, I think his value has increased. However, I, I see what you, what you're, what, where you're going. Number one, he hasn't been the epitome of health, right? So right. when you buy someone like him over his career who hasn't been able to stay healthy, it's a little bit tough. 
Number two, there is a very talented back behind him who could potentially start to earn more carries as the season goes on. They also spent a very high, uh, you know, he's a very high draft capital type of player. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's a very good running back. So I think eventually he could potentially eat into that a little bit more. So I could see that. And you, you want to take advantage of huge games. See what people are willing to give you, right? Always. Like same thing with with uh, Austin Eckler last week. I don't, I'm don't. i not necessarily looking to like sell him, but I want to see what I can get for him. And, you know, you never know what you can get. If people yeah. are desperate for running backs after losing uh, Javante Williams, after losing Cordero Patterson this past week, see what happens. You know, um, so that's what I would do. I, I would see what's out there, put them on the trade block, see what kind of offers mm-hmm. you get. Uh, but I'm I, I personally necessarily be, you know, scared of his p- future production. I think as long as he can stay healthy, uh, he can give you solid RB two weeks with upside. Yeah, no, I think that's true. What you're saying, but we saw, you know, the first glimpse of Rashad Penny from last season, this season this last week and that's what people might have been holding on to with Rashad Penny you know waiting to see that kind of game again and he just had it so you know interest could be at an all-time high right now I hear that like Sean in the comments he's asking Penny or Zeke uh I'd much rather have Penny what about you Mm -hmm. you know and as the resident Cowboys fan me saying that Zeke you know should not be rostered over Penny if he started over Penny um yeah Penny is the guy (laughs) you know Zeke has had his ceiling is pretty much gone at this point yeah, no, 100%. I appreciate that, Sean. Thanks for the question. Uh, and I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode. You know, one of our other cells that we had was Gerald Everett, but we kind of talked about him already. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with our quarterback rankings and our running back rankings uh, to get you uh, started, uh, you know, in, in, as far as setting your lineups in going into week five i can't even talk right now it's already, already been an hour um yeah. i'm so done at this point now um tomorrow uh we're gonna we're gonna have that episode at 9 a.m so just to kind of remind everyone what the schedule is mondays wednesdays and fridays we're going live at noon just like we did today eastern time and then on tuesdays and thursdays we're going live at 9 a.m eastern time on youtube uh and then it'll be out on the podcast about an hour or, or less uh, after the podcast has been recorded. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you can rate and review the podcast, uh, that would mean the world to us. That would help us a ton. Uh, but yeah, and if you can subscribe to the podcast as well, that would be even better. If you can subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to us. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.